0: in the english language has the most definitions is the question that i will answer by the end of this show That I'm still starting the episode with a quote. And this week is no different. If you're new here, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning listener, then, you know, thank you. New or old, it doesn't matter because it's all the same when you come and listen to this show. So, this week's quote is by Nagato, and it goes like this. Sometimes you must hurt in order to know, fall in order to grow, lose in order to gain, because life's greatest lessons are learnt through pain. And I really love that quote, not only because it's just quite really poetic, I also love it just because of the fact of how inspiring it is that you can find inspiration through your pain. And obviously that's really maybe kind of dark to think about or understand in the sense of pain is like the lowest level, or if you're in if you're hurt or something like that, it feels like it's the lowest level that you could be or the lowest energy levels or hurt is like <clears throat> an emotion that you really need to heed or in society, it makes it feel as though that you need to heed it because or you need to protect yourself so you're not hurt. But in doing that, you're making yourself safe of a situation, that you ultimately have no control over so being able to feel pain and live there and not make it be your existence is a hard thing to not only equate but also to do and sometimes you have to feel this pain so that you're able to in the sense i'm thinking of it like a like a phoenix going through the ashes so you're able to rise from the ashes through all that pain and still achieve and do better and do more and i only see this in the equation or in my life in the form of how through the pain of losing my dad it feels as though it felt in the beginning that it was like i was in a pit and i didn't know how to get out of that pit and i went through a period of just being down and although i used to paint this happy go lucky uh uh portrait on my face i wasn't really feeling that i was just feeling really down and it took a long time for me to go through that before i came on the other side and me realized that well i've learned so much about myself through going through that pain and it's not even just going through the pain of uh losing my father it could be uh going through the pain of a relationship or uh, many relationships where i've learned so much about myself after the breakup then I knew about myself while I was in the relationship so I've been able to go to my future relationships a better version of myself than I was in the previous one which is good you know you should learn things from your experiences and the things that you go through otherwise kind of what's the point in going through them like it's kind of funny in the sense of As a creative, I always used to look at other people's stories, like other creative, like famous people and think, oh, wow, like these people have, they've had all this struggle, like, and no wonder they've been able to like overcome all the odds so that they could be something or do better than their their surroundings or, or what was around them was because they they saw that there that was the only way out for them so they fought the pain fought through the pain learned their lessons about themselves and was able to achieve more because of that and that's what i used to look at when i was younger and thinking what pain have i gone through i haven't gone through any struggles like even thinking uh, i wanted to write back then and i was just like what i, I don't have anything that's fuel in this That <laughs> was wishing any of these bad things or breakups or feeling pain or losing people or anything like that but it's kind of to me it's interesting that how much you do learn about yourself g- when going through these situations so my monday affirmations summed up basically comes up to the point of not taking for granted the things that you go through like although pain and struggle are hard things it shouldn't be something that you just brush to the side you can learn a lot from your past and the things that you go through and how you move forward into your future to better your life and i think that that's where i'm going to leave my monday my, uh, (laughs) my monday affirmations and hope that you have taken something from that and that you gain something if not from my words but from the quote itself because it's something interesting to think about Your pain doesn't need to just be pain that you internalize, it could be something that is used in an external force, which I mean, in the form of, uh, for me, I use it in the form of writing. I write things down, I feel like it's better for me to have it written on a page instead of it festering around in my mind, you know? Because then at least when, when it's written on the page, to me it feels like i can leave it there and it like i said it's no longer in my head and it's something that i can something that i can repeatedly revisit so i know that is a thought that i'm not gonna forget about because i don't often forget the words that i write down um and that's why i write things down (laughs) But anyway, this episode, as I said in the beginning, is going to be about Queen Charlotte. Now, Queen Charlotte, if she sounds like a a name that you've probably heard before, it's probably because you have, you know? Um, Queen Charlotte is a character in an episode of Not an episode, in the series Bridgerton. So if you have seen the series Bridgerton, then, I mean, if you have seen it, then you would know of the character Queen Charlotte. Now, out of all of the characters within Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte is probably one of the only real characters which is based on someone real. Um... Although she does have somewhat of a larger than life character, some of this is based on historical facts. So, Queen Charlotte reigned or was born on the 19th of May, 1744. She was the youngest daughter of Duke Charles Louis Frederick of muckleberg Stretzlitz and princess elizabeth of Albertina of saxis of sax heidelberg sin <laughs> so basically Muckle, muckleberg Stretzel, uh, no sorry muckleberg Stretzlitz was a small northern german duchy in the holy roman empire so with charlotte being the youngest daughter of the duke charles she's quite reserved and really from most of my research <laughs> it seems like she was quite reserved and Kept herself to herself. Um, she was actually brought up at Altresruttlust, which is the lower castle in Moro. So when King George III of Britain uh, succeeded the throne in, ni- in se- <laughs> 19 nothing in 1760, he was only 22 years old and he was unmarried and out of all of the lovely maidens and lasses and princesses in the land that he could have had in all the land sorry not just england but all the lands king george the he chose 17 year old princess charlotte because for him it was an obvious choice Though these aren't just my words. I've actually, these are actually the words that are on royal.uk forward slash Queen Charlotte. (laughs) So (laughs) from my research, it says that she was the obvious choice. And I'm just like, what makes her the obvious choice? But I assume that he had been courting around uh, looking for a wife. There was no one that fitted his uh, satisfactory level until he heard of queen charlotte of mackenburg Stretzlitz in northern germany now like i said at the time she was only 17 years old and with her being a very young princess and times being what they were in the 18th century to me it kind of seems like she didn't really have much of a say in the process of whether she wanted to go along with this or not this is what was going to happen so when the king announced to his council in july 1761 that he intended to marry princess charlotte he had an escort that led was that was led by the earl of harcourt and they departed for germany to bring charlotte back to england so they departed in july sometime in july and they didn't arrive in germany until the 14th of august 1761 so it took them july (laughs) i can't even think of the months january february march april may june july august september october November, so hang on, July, August, September, oh, so it only took them a month, so depending on when they um, left England, it was sometime in July, and it took them around a month for them to travel to Germany, but you need to imagine, back in those days, travelling to Germany from England wasn't just in a plane, (laughs) it would have been by boat. So, yeah, I can imagine it must have taken about twenty days or so for them to travel from um, England to Germany. But they made it in the end. When they arrived, they were received by Charlotte's brothers, uh, the Duke, the current who were the current Duke, and there was a marriage license that was signed and then there was parties for three days of celebrations and you know hopeful futures Uh, when they decided to leave after the three days of celebration on the 17th of august um the prince and the princess sorry the king and the princess departed for britain um apparently their voyage was very difficult and they went through three storms during their sea travel but luckily and thankfully they arrived in london on the 7th of september sorry on the 8th of september and then you have to remember also at the same time with King George going to Germany to meet his wife for the first time that he decided that he was going to marry. Um, I guess from just it was like modern-day Tinder, if you think about it. Like, he must have just seen a painting of what Queen what Prince Charlotte looked like, and then just decided from this painting, like, yeah, she is buff. And I want to marry her and he was only 22 years old and I I guess like at the same time I guess life expectancy was kind of different around the 18th century but still eight at 22 years old he was playing his medieval tinder and he while looking through the paintings of different princesses from like I said across all the lands he saw princess charlotte and he was like yeah swipe right i'ma marry her and with that swiping of right and they had their three days of partying and uh, around 3 p.m they arrived back in london on the 8th of september and then six hours later so around 9 p.m they would get married so Queen Queen Charlotte. I will say Queen Charlotte because she does become Queen Charlotte. But at the time of this, what I'm talking about, she was only a princess before she got married. So she met her future husband, partied with him and his his party of escorts and her whole royal family and her brothers. And then after leaving uh, Germany to go to England, within six hours of her arriving, she became queen, or married to the king, which made her queen. But anyway, Princess Charlotte and King George III, their marriage, or sorry, their wedding took place at the Chapel Royal at St. James's Palace their coronation took place on the 22nd of september the same year and together they had 15 children altogether it was nine boys and six girls who included prince george of wales who was born in 1762 so that was less than a year after they got married then there was prince frederick um who was the duke of york and albany and he was born in 1763 so the next year another one (laughs) prince william who was duke of Clarencey or clarence rather and he was born in seven 1765 then there was uh, Charlotte, who was Princess Royal, and she was born in 1767. No, she was born in 1766. Then there was Prince Edward, who was the Duke of Kent, and he was born in 1767. then there was prince augustus sophia who was born in 1768 then princess elizabeth who was born in 1770 prince ernest who was duke of cumberland and he was born in 1771 prince augustus frederick and he was duke of sussex and he was born in 1773 prince adolphus duke of cambridge and he was born in 1774 princess mary duchess of gloucester who was born in 1776 princess sophia born in 1777 prince octavius born in 1779, Prince Alfred, born in 1880, and Princess Amelia, born in 1783. So pretty much they had 15 children for consecutively for around 15 years, like each year pretty much of their marriage since they were married. They had a child. And to me, that's kind of crazy. But I guess back in those days, it was kind of a normal thing to have a bigger family. Whereas nowadays in our time, it's kind of it's less common for people to have bigger families. Like a normal size family for us nowadays, is maybe um you have a parent who'll have two or three kids. And that's like the average size family and some people that do still have big families, but it's like maybe in I guess again it depends in it's in different cultures, it may be normal for you to have uh, bigger families than it is, but in uh I guess in the Western world, um, is which in is which the world that I live in <laughs> living in the United Kingdom, um, we live by I guess the idea of a nuclear family and when you think about that in the sense you're thinking about two three kids and adults <laughs> adults <laughs> two parents and two three kids like a kind of nuclear family but an interesting fact about King George the third and Queen Charlotte's life together is kind of one of the points I kind uh, quite pinnacle in the sense that most of their time their official residence rather i should say was saint james's palace and as with most royals one property is usually not enough for them and king george iii was no different so while they were living in saint james's palace he bought a nearby property. This nearby property was Buckingham House. And when the king and queen moved there in 1762, they made Buckingham House Buckingham Palace. And apparently Queen Charlotte loved it. 14 of her children were born there and it came to be known as the Queen's house. So I'm going to come back to the reference of Bridgerton just for a second. in this, Just in the sense of the casting for the character or even the actress that was used as, or to play as, <laughs> I got there in the end, Queen Charlotte was the amazing Guyanese-British actress, Golda Rocheville. And I hope I did say her surname correctly. Um, but as I said, she's Guyanese, so she is black, which is kind of an interesting direction to go with Queen Charlotte, only in the sense of a lot of the paintings that you would see of her from history She is depicted to be of, I guess, more fairer or lighter skin than someone of a black lady, which could be down to the time of which Queen Charlotte was a queen of, or the era of which she was a queen, which is known as the Age of Enlightenment. And for people that are kind of unfamiliar of around that time, it was a time where it was most fashionable for men and women to um, fashion themselves with makeup, um, wherever, whether it be uh, mainly, not whether <laughs> mainly it would be powder of reds and whites. And when royal paintings are done, they're usually done in a way to highlight um, the receptor of the painting and highlight their best features. So because of that, um, it may have been that she is depicted in a lighter or fairer turn to what she actually looked like in live action i'm just trying to think about how this would actually come out and play about is because history is one of those things that we can only look back over through text and images that have been painted but we don't 100 percent know that that's exactly how things looked or is it just the eye of the artist that we're seeing so queen charlotte's lineage uh, has been traced back to her having african ancestry and this descendant has been uh, drawn back to her connection to the 15th century portuguese nobleman king alfonso iii of portugal who was born in 1210 and died in 1279 And this connection is said to be through a mistress that King Alfonso III of Portugal had. And this mistress was named as Mad Granda, and she was born around 1230. And it's not really known when she may have passed away but through this mistress and I guess out of wedlock and what you need to think about is the racial divide that we have now wouldn't have been anywhere close to what they had back then maybe things were not probably I don't believe things were fully equal but they may have been more on agreeing levels depending on class as opposed to race I feel like the divide in race may have been more connected uh, to the slave trade and the unfortunate domino effect that was created from how a group of people is seen by another group of people And it's something that we're still trying to, I guess, deal with in current society. But I believe maybe someday in the future, I won't be alive. But hopefully someday in the future, this will be something that will be sorted out. But anyway, so that's where her connection to African descent comes from. Queen Charlotte has... Her, with her being the princess of Mackelberg, Mackelberg Stretzlitz, she has a direct connection to an African branch of Portuguese royal houses, which are the Margarita de Castro e Sousa. Sousa. Though, with all of the lightening of the skin and the powdering down, one thing that the artist did take very close opinion to was her, I guess, her African features that were that are quite prevalent if you look at any of the pictures or the paintings of her. You can see maybe a larger nose or bigger lips that have been accentuated by the artist. So it just begs the question that there may be some sort of mixed heritage and definitely some African descent in Queen Charlotte. Though I say definitely, as it's my belief from all the... Hours of countless research I've done into this um subject and to Queen Charlotte, that I believe wholeheartedly that 100% she does have African descent. But like I said, I, I will leave some of the links to the sources that I've got my information from so you can do your own learning and figure out and come up with your own solutions. I feel like that's not the right form of words I wanted to say. Come to your own conclusions, I think, was what I wanted to say. But we got there in the end, like always. (laughs) So Queen Charlotte was also a lover of the arts and an amateur botanist. And it's because of her, or thanks to her, that we have Kew Gardens because she helped to expand it. So we have to thank Queen Gar- Queen Gardens, <laughs> Queen Charlotte, Garden Charlotte. They don't even rhyme, so I don't even know why I got them mixed up in my mind. But we need to thank Queen Charlotte. I said it again. We have to thank Queen Charlotte for her expanding Kew Gardens through her skills of amateur botany. And for anyone that doesn't know what botany is, it's kind of like the study of plants so understanding plant science so with that in mind you need to also or you must imagine that that means that every plant in Kew Gardens was specifically hand selected because of what influence it may have on other plants I'm not 100% sure on the science of plants but that's how I assume the botany of the planting works but thanks to Queen Charlotte we now have an extended Kew Gardens which we wouldn't have had if she didn't have the amateur skills in it also speaking of amateurs the queen fun the queen the queen i say the queen like i'm talking about queen that we have as our monarch right now i am talking about the queen charlotte <laughs> the queen charlotte queen charlotte she was her and the king were also connoisseurs of music and like i said i was saying speaking of amateurs i mean that in the sense of an 8 year old mozart performed for the queen in which he was invited to perform and celebrate the 4th anniversary of the king's accession in 1764 so mozart's opus 3 was dedicated to queen charlotte when it was published in on the 18th of january 1765 so mozart so queen charlotte was like an underground connoisseur like she was listening to all the hip guys before they were popping like her music master was jean christian bach who was the 11th son of the great composer jean sebastian bach so like, she was just she was listening to stuff and she was jamming away, hearing like fresh cuts from Mozart's. Um, what did he have, Symphony or Concerto or whatever Mozart was working on? He she heard it first before he, Mozart became Mozart. She was he was playing to Queen Charlotte. Like that's crazy. That's like knowing a famous celebrity before they blew up and still being friends with them (laughs) and then just seeing them perform on stage is like yo man damn you've come far man like i remember when we were just in school and you performing to like just me and your mom like now look at you (laughs) um but yeah that's pretty cool another cool and interesting fact about queen charlotte is the fact of she wasn't exactly queen straight away which i mean in the sense that she was electress consort of hanover and this is because due to salic law and sorry the salic law of secession which states that a woman married to a king cannot inherit any land or royalty or power from their king if the king is incapacitated in any way to rule or if he dies Due to Selaic Law, that's what that states. It's a very early medieval law which dates back to around A.D. five hundred, and it's kind of and it's by the first Frankish king of Clovis, and the text is written in Latin, and it contains some of the earliest known instance of Old Dutch. So this law, this medieval law, um, influenced a lot of future European, uh, a lot of the future, or I should say current, European legal system, which is kind of weird and to think about. But the Soleil Law, like I said, it attributes to excluding women from inheriting thrones fifths or other properties regardless of this fact unfortunately king ed king edward king george the third is throughout history very well known as the mad king and the reason for this is due to the mental health problems that he has experienced during his time in royal, or his time ruling. And you see that depicted in Bridgerton through, I guess King George's outbursts and which is why um, you see Queen Charlotte never wants to be alone with him. And this is shown through history through to the fact of him having violent outbursts. And due to this, he stepped down, or he was incapacitated to continue ruling. So, in 1814 was the year that Queen Charlotte changed from being just the consort of Hanover and then actually became the queen of Hanover and then continued ruling for, well, until her death, which was four years later. But in entirety, she became, she was the ruler or the queen in name, from being married to King George the Third, from seven from the date that they got married on the eighth of September, seventeen sixty-one, until the day that she died, in eighteen on sorry on the seventeenth of November, eighteen eighteen. So, which means she was <laughs> like most queens. <laughs> that we can take, for example, the queen that's currently ruling she ruled for around 57 years so that's almost 60 years she was in powerful and in that time she was incredibly influential not to mention she is also prince harry's great 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 grandmother So that means that she is the great, 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 great grandmother to our current Queen Victoria. And if your mind has not been blown already in this episode with all the crazy facts and the connections to history, then. I did promise that i would answer a question at the top of the show because this is where i'm gonna leave the queen charlotte information for today unless i touch over it on another show but like i said i said that i was going to answer a question at the end of the episode and i always ring true to saying or doing what I say or do to do or say to do. I'm not sure if that made any sense, but what I mean is I have an a question an answer to a question to give you. And the question that I posed at the beginning of the episode was what word in the English language ling- <laughs> in the English language has the most definition? And the answer to that question is set. So, according to Guinness World Records, set has the largest number of meanings of any word in the English language, with it having 430 different senses listed. In the 1989 edition of the second edition of the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> the second edition of this edition, of the 1989 edition. Sorry, that sounded funny to me. So the word sets the world record or the Guinness World Record with an entry running 60,000 words or 326,000 characters and no other english word has ever come close which is kind of bizarre for me to think about the word set has so many different meanings that is one of guinness world record so just to name a few set means to put something, to lay something, to stand something, to represent something, to mount something, to arrange something, to prepare something, to move something, to put something, to cause something, to decide on and announce something, to adjust something. Or to fix something, and that's just me naming a few meanings for the word "set." But apparently, it has, like I said, over 430 different meanings for the single word of the in in the the English language of the word "set," which I thought was pretty cool and quite bizarre. And I hope you enjoyed finding out about too. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to episode 17 of the More You Know Mondays, where I talked about Queen Charlotte. And if there is anything that you didn't feel like you have learned about Queen Charlotte, please do not hes- hesitate, <laughs> rather, hesitate to send us a message at myopinionmeans at gmail.com or find us and follow us on social media on all social media platforms at my opinion means and just drop us a dm and we will get back to you and you can also email or drop questions and i can give shout outs or i don't know if you've got things that you want me to look into i'll look into them because i'm always interested in interesting random facts and sharing them with interesting <laughs> with interesting with people <laughs> it's one of my passions and i hope you've enjoyed this episode like previous other episodes that you've listened to and like i said i'm I'm calling this the end of the show i'm signing out for another week and until then i hope you enjoy the rest of your week Um, You take the Monday's motivations and affirmations from this episode and bring them forward into the rest of your week, keeping Monday motivations going throughout the week. And I will speak to you again next week. So until then, peace and bye.